0: So 207 of
1: brutal battle.
0: Okay, a long drawn out brutal battle on that one. How was that? It was good for for dramatic effect. Yeah, no problem there. Um, So as you can tell, Rebecca's on this podcast, uh, and we're going to be talking about some places that we went. But first, we're not doing a warm up beer on this. But first, you don't know about this, Rebecca. But I can't kind of have a bit of a um, correction to issue to me? No, no, no. I'm am cr- I'm gonna correct oh my you. Gosh, bro, I was podcast. like on
1: podcast. What no. did I do? This is not good for our marriage. It's
0: about the dishes. You didn't do them properly. No. Well, <laughs> I did. That's always true. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so this actually has to do with the brewery showcase episode we did for Prairie Meals. Oh. So listener Colin Hikes had shot me a message on Twitter to give me some additional information. So I guess it's not so much of a correction as in an omission. Um, An addendum? Yes. I I didn't find certain information, but it Ah. changes something I said about that. Oh,
1: okay. So So
0: basically uh, Prairie Artisan sold in 2016 to Krebs Brewing. So if people have listened to it back in that episode, I had said something about them being independently owned and making sure they didn't sell out to anyone and have to, you know, answer to anyone. So, specifics are in like, I think it was like May or June of 2016, they sold to Krebs Brewing, which their beer was, a lot of their beer was being made there anyway. So they just kind of bought the labels, the rights and the recipes. So they just kind of took it on and Chase Healy, you know, one of the main guys at Prairie, they said he would still be involved, but more in it like an ambassador like. Capacity, which that actually sounds like nothing really. Sounds
1: like a bunch of baloney.
0: Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's like, "Okay, I'm done." But they did say because they've been brewing those beers anyway on their equipment that the quality wouldn't change. It's so people a really less
1: transit transit right.
0: So people really wouldn't you know notice now, any difference. So
1: how did you miss that though?
0: Well, that's a good question, and that's what I said to Colin
1: because. That was like two years ago.
0: I know. So I said that to Colin, and when I was Google searching looking for articles on Prairie, I looked through a bunch of articles, and that one never came up. up. So I was like, how did this happen? And he said, he was like, you know, I don't know, but it seems like it kind of floated under the radar because it happened when a lot of other higher profile acquisitions were going on. And the link he sent me for the article was in TulsaWorld.com.
1: Tulsa, like, Oklahoma. T- Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. So, so it was very local.
0: Yes, and I couldn't find anything anywhere else, mm. really. So I, I, it seems like it wasn't all that well, well how reported. Did,
1: how did Colin come to find that? I
0: don't know. I just, like, had this vision of Colin just, like, at night, after work, after doing his sciencing, going and Googling <laughs> yeah. all sorts of now, brewery things.
1: Maybe we need to put Colin on retainer to oh, do all of the research.
0: Oh, do it for us. Okay. So
1: things aren't missed.
0: Yeah, so maybe what we should do is, for all the brewery showcases at yeah. least, Colin, tell us what breweries we're going to do. We'll go get the beers. <laughs> email us the information, and we'll uh, take we'll care of it. We'll make sure
1: this will not happen again. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, should be good then.
1: Uh, okay. Anyway, um. Okay. Well, I'm glad that was not about me and the dishes.
0: Well, yeah. That, that's good. Anyway, Um. yeah, so thank you, Colin, and sorry, everyone, for... Missing that, however, that happened. I don't know. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, kind of an excursion oh, yeah, that's we had. Right. You
1: were ready I to drink I was ready be- to start to drink.
0: Well, this is why I suggested a warm up beer and you didn't want one. Yeah. This um, is why warm up beers are good. Well, we'll see for the next episode. Yeah, because the
1: problem is we're going to do three
0: mm-hmm, in a row. Yeah. And I
1: was like, well, if the beer is good, then that's going to be enough beer. but. Right. You never know. We can see. Because if these are both stinkers, then we probably could do a warm-up for the next one.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, we went on a little bit of a beer excursion, recent-ish. And I felt like it was worth talking about for a few reasons. So, where did we go, Rebecca? The first place.
1: <laughs> I love how you're like, you start a story and then you're like, and Rebecca.
0: And kicked the ball to you. I know. It's on you. <laughs>
1: um, we went down to Dogfish Head. Are you sure we didn't talk about this?
0: Yeah, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Not at all.
1: Are you sure? Yep. Uh, well, I guess you listen to them all. It's so you would know. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. So we went down to the Dogfish Head uh, Brew Pub Restaurant in Gaithersburg.
0: Mm-hmm. Maryland, for people who don't yes. know where Gaithersburg Maryland, is.
1: Maryland. So um, we were real happy. To see, well, I was real happy to see Palo Santo bourbon barrel aged.
0: So, people who have been listening to the podcast for a while for how long have we been saying, "Man, we really like Palo Santo Marone, but we really wish that there'd be a bourbon barrel aged version of it because it'd just be that next level yeah. to the beer, so we didn't know it was on going to be on tap prior to to going
1: well, I mean we did like a day before we looked at like we, we were going
0: be- I thought actually I thought maybe it was the day of when we had already decided we were going
1: she left. There's I'm sorry. There's
0: <laughs> I'm trying to talk about beer and Rebecca's looking out the window of our it's house. birds. Like because birds. there's a
1: there's a little nest of cardinal babies in this bush and the females been sitting on them all day and she just left. Anyway. Okay, back it's to like the beer.
0: exciting updates.
1: Oh, don't act like you're not excited <laughs> about those birds. No, I mean I am,
0: but not when doing this podcast. Well that's because
1: a- you if you were sitting in my seat and you could see
0: Yeah, you look out the window. I'm just Um, looking at
1: Because we were excited about it before we got there. Because I remember being like, oh, we're going to order that right away. I think it was
0: like the day of that I I started to look at it.
1: We knew we were going to go. We didn't realize it was on there until we checked the menu. It was there. And we did two flights. I posted it on our Instagram account. So you could go back and um, take a look at our flights of beer. from. um, Yeah, that's right. From that day, um, but we liked it so much, we ordered when we did another taster. We got two of them.
0: Yeah. So of our eight, <laughs> eight sampler size beers, three of them were the bourbon barrel aged Palo Santo.
1: I mean, to be honest, it wasn't what I. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be.
0: Yeah, but beers are always I more know. grandiose in your mind. Yeah, you I know. know.
1: Yeah, um, but it obviously was good. Oh yeah, um, and what else did we have there?
0: So we had yeah, what um, else do
1: we have there, Carlin?
0: Oh, <laughs> you're kicking it to me. No, I actually had, I brought up the Untapped because it was a little bit ago. We had their Ale House 75, which is their mix between their um, 60 minute IPA and their 90 minute IPA, and they don't bottle that. At least I don't think they've ever bottled that or canned it for that matter. Um, I think it's only like at their brew pubs that they do it. So the Ale House 75, which is pretty solid. Uh, we had their Wood-Aged Bitches Brew, which is oh, an imperial stout. Good. Yeah, that was tasty. The wood added a good amount to the beer, too. You could get kind of that, like, woody character. That was a pretty solid brew. Um, one that I'd been wanting to try but had not for some time, so I was excited to be able to try it, their Liquid Truth Serum IPA. Um, that's one that I had heard people say good things about, and for me, that's hands down my favorite, um, Dog to IPA. And it's a really good IPA. Like, I would legitimately go buy that at the liquor store if I saw it. Actually, funny enough, I looked for it the last time I was at the liquor store, Hmm. and it just wasn't there. So, I would have purchased it.
1: And then Yum Yum.
0: Uh, Dragons and Yum Yums. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's their beer that they did in conjunction with, what band was it? Oh, there's some band that they did it in conjunction with. I'm I can't, I'm blanking. I did know who it was, but I'm blanking on who it, who it was at the moment. Um, oh, I want to say, like, The Flaming Lips, I think it was. I have no idea. So, anyway, it, it had, like, dragon fruit in it, which is where the dragon portion of it comes in. And I think it had, like, some
1: wine grapes or something. I don't know. At first, it was a really pretty pink color. At first, I was a little like, this is weird. But then the more I taste and drank it, I really began to enjoy it. Because it kind of tasted like a rosé wine.
0: I thought it tasted a lot like a rosé wine. I I really did. So
1: it was different, but I liked it. Yeah.
0: um, I I was the same way at first when I took my first few sips. I was like, I don't really think I like that beer. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I kept sipping on it and I was like, you know what? Actually, I kind of do like it. Because Mm -hmm. you kind of have to take yourself out of the, the mindset of saying, this is what I want out of it, you yeah. know, like, because it was, it was billed as like, it's a pale ale with dragon yeah. fruit and I think like some wine grapes. And so I was just like, oh, so I wanted it to taste like kind of hoppy with like some yeah, fruitiness yeah. and it, it just didn't taste the way I thought it would. Right. Had I tried it blind and no one told me anything, whether it was like a beer or wine or anything, I probably would have tried it and just been like, oh, you know, it tastes like a rosé. That's pretty solid. I mean, it's,
1: it's good beer. It's interesting. Well, it's just as a good example of how pacing blind, yeah, can be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, because Definitely. it would it opens you up to things and changes your perspectives. Yeah.
0: And for anyone who's, who's never been to the Dogfish Head Brew Pubs, they have quite good food. Yes. Uh, I had, like, a very nice pizza. I forget which specific pizza I had. I think it had some, like, uh, mushrooms that were soaked in, like a uh, 60-minute IPA yeah. or something. Um, and that was tasty. And you had, like, a Santa Fe salad, it was which...
1: was really good. It had, like, this lime cilantro dressing that was a little spicy.
0: It had some cumin in it, I think. Yeah.
1: It was, um... Yeah. I couldn't finish
0: it all. It was huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and, I, you know, I've had some Santa Fe salads in my lifetime, and <laughs> honestly, that by far was the best, and... The
1: dressing was so good.
0: Yeah, the level of flavor in it was way more than I was expecting, yeah. so... Just kind of awesome. interesting.
1: Then we went to the brewery. The, and their bottle shop in.
0: Union Square in D.C. D.C. Union Market. Union, oh, it's yeah. Union Market.
1: And um, picked up Carlin's allocation. Yeah, and so. And uh, then some.
0: For people who don't know, I do the Reserve Beer Society through the brewery out of Placentia, California. They just, back in November, opened up a retail store in D.C. so that people on the East Coast have a closer location to go and get their um, their beers from their society. So in addition to that, though, anyone can just come in off the street and purchase any bottles that they have sitting there in their shop. And it's a small shop. Yeah. But they pack those bottles in.
1: Well, I mean, it's not like you can't move.
0: <laughs> uh, with an... Okay, with a medium mm. amount of people in there it's it's hard to move i
1: feel like any place that sells booze is like that though
0: yeah i guess i was yeah. just very caught off guard how how many different beers they had yeah. there i was very very surprised that they had as, as oh, much yeah. of a selection yeah on okay. hand for the public and then they
1: have um the only downfall is they have well they have taps but you can't try anything
0: Yeah, because they don't have any sort of serving license or like taste. I think the serving and tasting are kind of a little bit different, but basically you can't do it. But you can get Crowler Crowler, fills. You can do that. And the way they have it set up, there are a bunch that, you know, anyone can get. And then there are like... Anyone off the street. Any person off the street. And then there's one where they... It's like three or four taps that are only for society members. So, obviously, since I was there and I was a society member, I was like, I want to get something off the society-only tap list.
1: First, you push your nose up like a snob, and then you ordered it, right?
0: Yes. That is (laughs) mandatory. You have (laughs) to do that. You have to be like, oh, look Uh, at me. I'm a
1: society member. And now I will order. Um, And you can um, go to Instagram and take a look at all the boxes of beer we came home with.
0: Yeah, because Rebecca posted that, too.
1: Um, So, because then we picked up taste that taste, and smell that smell.
0: Yes, there are two New England-style IPAs. Well, one was a double IPA, one was a single IPA. Uh, but they've been getting in on the can-release New England-style IPA game yeah. because it's making money. So, yeah. And those were good beers. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't feel like I have to buy them again, though, just because no. I'm also kind of like, I don't really want New England-style IPAs a lot. I just want them every here and there. Yeah, I'd like, I, mean, I I'd could, like a West Coast style IPA more consistently.
1: I could definitely drink them more than you can, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, like you know, I've said it before in the show, like an IPA, like third a dime a dozen. There's a you know crap like, ton
0: of IPAs out I'm there. I'm not so, going
1: out and chasing.
0: Yeah, right. So um, the beer we ended up getting in a crowler was their uh, 2017 Hoarders Cuvée which usually is only available for the Hoarder Society, which is the top tier of their beer society, which is very, very, very hard to get into. You have and, to be invited to get into it, which is crazy. And their,
1: their noses go up real high.
0: <laughs> yeah, their noses go way up. And Rebecca <laughs> literally is pushing <laughs> her nose up for in-person effect.
1: Just in case you can yeah. sense that through the podcast.
0: <laughs> Just in case you can tell that she's getting yeah. more nasally when she does that. But that beer, um, I obviously had to try it because usually I don't get to try hoarder's level stuff. So um, it was, the inspiration for that was supposed to be a lemon meringue cookie. Which when I first tried it when we got it home, I was like, eh, okay. A little low on flavor for what I was I was assuming it would be. But as I kept drinking it, it just kept getting better to me and like a lot of the flavors were very subtle. It was, it was lemony. It had like some vanilla to it. Um, and those were the main notes, but they were delicate and they were actually kind of nice because the vanilla was kind of like rounding out the lemony tartness because it was supposed to be a sour, but it really wasn't so much sour as it was just like tart because that, that vanilla was really rounding out the sourness from the lemon. Um, that beer got pretty good. And Rebecca didn't help me out, so I had to drink a whole 32 ounce of well, that on my own.
1: Rebecca had too much beer during the day yeah, and was, like, beered out. And yeah. then I took one sip of it, and do you remember what I thought it tasted like?
0: I don't remember. I said,
1: I'm not even going to tell you. Cause you
0: say vomit? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, it tasted right. like barf. It's like bile.
1: Um, I did not like it at all. And
0: yeah, I I just felt underwhelmed with it initially, but then I was like, you know what? This, this is good. This is like kind of subtle, nuance.
1: Yeah. I think that I enjoyed it. it's so interesting. I mean, sometimes we have such different oh, yeah. tastes on, like I took one sip and I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even want to tell you what it tastes like. Cause I want to, right, if you're enjoying it, then go ahead and drink all because
0: yeah. So if people don't want to get involved in any of the societies, uh, they have the Preservation Reserve and Hoarders Societies, uh, but chances of getting into Hoarders is like nil to none. But if you don't want to get into one of the societies, but you want to try some of their stuff that's for the societies typically, go ahead and just like follow their page on Facebook or just monitor them on Untapped because they update what bottles they have for sale there and what they have on their tap list. But they've had numerous occasions of just kind of like throwing beers out there that they typically only have for Reserve or Preservation Society or Hoarders people. Uh, Like Black Tuesday, they put some of that out. They put out some variants of Tarted Darkness. Mm. Uh, They brought out some of their archived beers of their um, Sucre version, which is their old-style ale aged in barrels. Actually recently just put out on the floor for people to buy um, a bunch of different barrels of that, like Sucre done in like rum barrels, Madeira barrels, ta- Tawny port barrels, like all this stuff. Um, so if you take a look at it and you're kind of in that area and you can get there, you can pick up some really good stuff, but understand there's a lot that goes into these beers. So it is uh, pricey. Yeah.
1: Now, everything, like you go into a store, everything that you can, that you see, anybody can buy.
0: Correct. Right. Okay. Yes. Everything else for the society people is just boxed in the back, and you just have to say, "Hey, I'm here to pick up my allocation." They go over it with you, and you know, make sure that you're getting what you're supposed to be.
1: I mean, I was there, but again, I had a lot to drink at Dogfish.
0: Yes, so you were physically there.
1: I was physically there, not totally
0: (laughs) mentally there. Like
1: I remember the drive between the two. I think you yelled at me for being annoying.
0: I didn't. I didn't yell. I think I just said shh. I think I shushed you. I was like, Can "You stop talking." Because honestly, when Rebecca gets to a certain level of inebriation, she does not stop talking. And and sometimes it's fine. Sometimes I'm just like, "Can you just stop for a minute?" Shh. I got shushed. Yeah, she got shushed. But maybe it would have been different if you weren't slamming those barrel aged Palo Santos. Well,
1: someone had a drink on. Um.
0: That's true. Someone did.
1: Someone. They were um, good. That someone was me.
0: I wish they'd bottle those. Um, I mean, maybe they did and I just don't know. Yeah. Uh People Ask me, Colin
1: to do some research.
0: Colin, get on your p- computer after work <laughs> and look up look up this stuff.
1: Okay, now do I'm, we I'm do drink? I'm going to
0: bet you since I said that he will send me a message.
1: <laughs> okay, wait. Now do we get a drink?
0: Yeah, we can do it now. Uh, yeah, because we said everything we do needed
1: it. to. Do it. Do it. So
0: we had a good time. All right, so we have beers A and B. Once again, shout out to Mike John at Wine World for hooking up these beers for us, putting, wrapping them all up and making sure that we have no idea what they are when we're pouring them. Um, And also, I do have to say, like, every time I go and pick those up, whoever's at the register has to put them in manually because they can't scan them. And so Mike just, like, writes down what the dollar amounts are on a piece of paper so they can manually put them in. And I always apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know this is a pain in the ass. And they always were like, this is a cool idea. What are you doing this for? I yeah. like, so, yeah, we do this podcast. And always like, that's cool. That's great. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to do a podcast to do this. Like, you you could do this. Like, and I would encourage people, you know, you could probably reach you, out to a liquor can. store and ask.
1: You too can put... A bottle or a can in a bag and tape it up. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can. <laughs>
1: with painter's tape. Well, I
0: mean, really, the point is you have someone else do well, that Well, yeah, I you. know.
1: You two could do it for someone else.
0: Okay. And actually, real quick on that topic, I think it would actually be cool if you kind of started a beer exchange with friends oh. where you guys do that for each other and you guys don't know and you just exchange six yeah. packs like that. I it's Just something fun to consider.
1: Okay. Is beer A on my left?
0: Yes. I always do it in reading order. Okay, got it. And as an avid reader, you should be comfortable with that. Yeah, I
1: know. I do. I, I need to do some serious reading before my book club. Yeah. Anyway. Right. It, is, it looks kind of pinky. Yeah, it, it has does. has like a pink, a little bit of a pink hue.
0: It's very subtle, but yes, I think there is a little bit of a pinkish hue to it. It's relatively clear, like a little yeah. bit hazy, but pretty clear.
1: Orange-ish. Yeah. With Orange. a little pink hue.
0: Yeah. Not much of any carbonation. Mm. It smells like raspberry.
1: There's definitely a berry presence, which is probably where that hue is coming from. Yeah, there's from.
0: definitely berry in there.
1: I'm getting, like, some of those, like, grass hay notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, there's, like, a lemony tartness on mm-hmm. the nose. With a fruit coming in right after that, which... It's got to be some sort of, like, like raspberry or something like that. I
1: could say, uh, I can only say berry because of the color. I don't...
0: Yeah. <sighs> I've been eating a lot of boysenberries. I'm pretty sure it's not that.
1: Um, I'm getting some bready characteristics. Kind of biscuity.
0: Yeah, on, on the end. Yeah, it does come off a little bit like that.
1: Okay. It smells, smells good.
0: Smells clean, though.
1: Oh, I was going to say I, I said it sounds good. This could be quite refreshing. Let's find out. It could be a total stinker. could mm. taste like barf. Yeah. You know, hmm mm. it's very light.
0: It's underperforming a little bit for me here.
1: No, I think it's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. It's very light, almost watery, but you I'm getting some of the fruit, I'm getting yeah. some of the hay, mm-hmm. st- straw, biscuity, weedy,
0: okay. So I can see, I that lemoniness on the nose. I I feel like I'm getting like a lemon peel a little bit in the flavor. I definitely get that berry you're talking about. That's kind of like a raspberry ish.
1: Um, yeah, I'd probably. Yeah.
0: My problem with this beer is the finish. I get a lot of it's. It's very grainy on the finish. I like,
1: see, I love that.
0: It's like cereal. It's like I lo-
1: I know you always talk <laughs> about how you hate that, and I hate. I that love finish. that. It's. I love it.
0: It reminds me of naked Cheerios.
1: I love, I love
0: Cheerios. Which camels love Cheerios? How, apparently,
1: right? How can you not like Cheerios, though?
0: I just, I don't want Cheerio flavor in my beer, though. Mm, like I do. that to me, that's an off-putting flavor for my beer to end with. Actually, just for it to be in there at all. I
1: mean, it's it's good. It's, it's underperforming in the fact that like it does kind of um, fall flat. It falls off your palate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Both, I think, carbonation-wise and flavor-wise. Like. It's easy. You could miss it.
0: Yeah, you really have to pay attention. You really, really, really have to dig in there to get much out of the beer. It's not bad. I just, just really not digging it.
1: You know, it just depends what you're looking for, though. If you want to just look for, a, again, we talk about this all the time. If you're looking for a beer, you just want to throw them back at a party and not pay attention to it eat food, and it doesn't have to be... You you can focus on talking and interacting with people and not about what you're drinking. This could be your beer.
0: Watch this be dragons and (laughs) yum-yums.
1: You know, I did think... When I saw the color... I think dragons and yum-yums was pinker than this, though.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. It's something kind of in that vein. But, but. yeah. All right. Dragons
1: and yum-yums had way more... Wow, I remember it as having more flavor. Let's just say that. You also had
0: plenty to drink. (laughs) Uh
1: That was before I had all those barrel-aged beers. Okay. All
0: right. B. B. Um, Very yellow. It's just like a beer. It looks like a beer. Very yellow. It kind of looks like it could be like a Saison to me because it's a little bit hazy. Okay. Pretty yellow. A little bit ahead around the edges. That's about it. What the heck? smells a little medicinal. Like aspirin, which I will get that with saisons and um, just in general Belgian beers. Aspirin. Oh yeah, I think I mainly more get that kind of like what, aspirin with saisons. What
1: the hell does aspirin smell like?
0: You never smelled aspirin before. It's a little bit chalky.
1: I mean, it's no. like
0: smells like medicine. A little bit chalky. No, you. There's a little. There's a little of like a menthol
1: note to it. Okay. Typically, I'm definitely I, I'm it's getting like the menthol. It's like
0: chalky mentholy type.
1: Okay, I'm getting yeah. the menthol in this. When you said that,
0: that's that's what I'm referring to. As All Those things aspirin. coming together as like aspirin. Um, I don't like the smell of this. <laughs> it doesn't smell the best.
1: It's I mean, well, it's subtle though.
0: Yeah, it's not like slamming you in the nose.
1: Yeah. But when I smell this, I'm not like. I can't wait to drink those.
0: That's pretty much all I smell, though. Yeah. Smells like, eh, maybe a little bit of a hay note in there, too, though, toward the end. No. It's not really there. That's, um... It's pretty drying, don't you think? Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think... I'm trying to think of anything to describe how it tastes
0: aspirin drying there's a little bit of a hay note at the end there's not much body to it
1: yeah it's very thin the only
0: thing that clings to your tongue after you take a sip is like a just a feeling like it's so dry that like rubbing the top of your mouth is like a little painful like grainy rough yeah It, it makes you go yeah perfect for all you ASMR folks out there. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I just learned what that was not too long ago. I mean, this
0: beer is yeah, it's a beer, man. Um, it's a little well, less than a beer. I think it opinion. makes
1: beer A look good.
0: Well, I'm gonna go and try beer A again. It does enhance the fruitiness mm-hmm, of beer for A sure. a little bit. Okay. And and also the body of it. Yeah. That's surprisingly.
1: True. Okay. Mm. Rip them open. Like the Incredible Hulk. We oh, wait. We have to rate
0: these things. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: How long has it been since we recorded? Have you forgotten everything? Yeah, I do. Did you drink some pe- barrel-aged Palo Santo <laughs> before we started recording? No. All right. All right. So, this is a toughie.
1: Oh. Um, this is
0: hard on me. I, I'm between two numbers for both of these.
1: Okay. Well, I can go. Okay. Beer A, I'm going to give a three. Okay. And B, B a two.
0: Okay. I'm going gr- to... Actually, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree with both of those. Um, I know I was more critical of A in the beginning, but as I drank it more, and actually, I'm out of it. Like, it Me went, too. It went down very easily. It's not offensive. It's very low. It's, it's low on a lot of the flavors. They're just a little more subtle. Um, it's a solid enough beer, and if you don't, if you want a versatile beer where you can pay attention to it or you can not pay attention to it, this one would actually be good for that situation. So, um, pretty solid. Okay. Uh, B, yeah,
1: not, not bad, but yeah. yeah. Okay, now rip them open like the right. Incredible Hulk.
0: So B, the lowest with an overall 2. I don't even know what this is. I haven't seen this before. It's in a 16-ounce can. This is B. Get all this stuff off of here. It Oh, it's Falling Branch Brewing. It's a farmhouse ale. Didn't I say with yes, Saison's I get that that aspirin? It's called Daybreak. It's a farmhouse ale It's 6% alcohol by volume. Um, they actually have, like, legit stickers on their cans now. That's
1: This cool. is
0: 6%. Belgian-style farmhouse ale with American character. I don't, I don't know what the American character is or that. A saison with an abundance of cascade hops added at the end of the boil. All
1: right.
0: Mm -hmm. So it should have some spice notes. I don't really get the spice Mm -hmm. notes, but... and and I assume this came out relatively recently. There's no date code on it. So Falling
1: Branch is like a local, real hyper-local to us.
0: Yeah, they're in the same county as us. Their distribution is not very far. They actually just started distributing... Some months back, not yeah. even a year ago, Um, say probably around six to eight months ago or something. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I feel kind of bad. Like we said, it wasn't a bad beer, but it's just
1: not. I don't feel bad. There's nothing special. You feel bad because it's local and you want to like it, but.
0: I mean, I, I've met the guy. Oh, yeah. Nice Grant, guy. Who's.
1: I mean, I've had some of their beers, other beers, and I've liked them. That's true. So that's true. I don't feel bad because. Like their street
0: gathering is good.
1: Not every brewery is gonna make a beer I like, and that's, that's why breweries make more than one beer because they need to please more than one taste bud.
0: Rebecca bringing it with the truth.
1: I mean, there that's, it is. That's right. That's no, you're right. Diversity.
0: Diversity. Okay. Which they have a beer called Adversity.
1: So Ooh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Appropriate. The winner.
0: The winner overall three is. You probably do you want to drink more of this one?
1: I would. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: would drink more of this one. Oh, it is raspberry. I see on the top it says a raspberry hefeweizen. Oh, it's Schlafly.
1: Huh. That's surprising.
0: Schlafly hasn't been all that great to me recently, but yeah, you never know, like you said. So, um, Schlafly's, Schlafly's done by St. Louis Brewery. Uh, this is a, it's just a raspberry hefeweizen at 4.1% alcohol. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, Drink, yeah. I mean, that's why I went down so Wait, fast. Wait, you said for me. Schlafly, St. Louis Brewery.
1: Is a St. Louis brewery?
0: No, no, no. The, the St. Louis, the St. Louis brewery, is the name of the brewery that does it.
1: Oh. Schlafly
0: is just like a brand name they created. What? It's not their brewery name. Oh, nope.
1: I always thought that.
0: It's really weird to me. I've never really understood it, but yeah, oh. so whatever. Um, but that's not bad. I mean, yeah, I'll drink more of that. Yeah,
1: I could see. Um, this could definitely be a, a gateway gateway beer for a lot of folks. Yes. I, yes. I you agree know, with that I one. would say if anyone's interested in dipping their toes into craft beer, try it out for sure.
0: So that grainy cereal note on the end? Yeah. That'd be the wheat.
1: See, I like that. So, I thought it was a wheat. I said wheat. Did you? I did.
0: No, I guess I didn't notice that one. Okay. Um. Well, okay, cool. That, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. And, and the next episode, we're going to be talking about something that Rebecca can give a lot more insight on than I can. Dun, dun, dun. It's, it's a really interesting story, to be honest. And we'll see if Rebecca wants a, a, a warm-up beer, mm-hmm.
1: maybe? I might yeah. just keep sipping on the Schlafly to,
0: okay. TBH. Yeah. I mean, we can do that and then see on the third one if we want to incorporate a warm-up Because that
1: beer. way I won't get too inebriated, according to you, because it's just
0: 4%. Yes, exactly. You can do this all day. 4%ers all, all day. day. Alright, thank you everyone for checking this out. Stick with us for next week's episode when we will continue with this. And until then, keep it brutal.